Bible says the message of the cross is foolishness. 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 Foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. What's up, you guys? This is Brian Sumner, and we are jumping into the Foolishness podcast. Hope you were good. And we're doing the One Story podcast as well. What does that mean? Well, it means Swapcast. I've been invited. Swapcast. <laughs> Swap I've been invited it. to jump on to uh, their podcast. And these guys are my producers, you would say. Uh, two of my brothers in Christ. Uh, they're hanging out with us, Drew and Isaac. And they're going right. to post on their settings. I'm going to post it here on Foolishness, and I don't know where we're going. And they said, let's just jump online and get this going. So hope everyone out there is doing well. This is a crazy season. I don't doubt that Isaac is going to take us into some conspiracy stuff. <laughs> uh, Drew might play it safe. But again, the goal, Isaac, why don't you just intro yourselves for our podcast anyway? And then what mm-hmm. is the goal of tonight? Well, first, Brian, I want to know if you're impressed. Come on. Impressed by what? By getting this whole set up. Come on, brother. <laughs> this is me with the new speaker in my house and my wife's <laughs> off to the side here cooking it raw food. The kids are running around. Tell Tracy um, hi. I miss she you is, guys. She, is. she said hi over there. I know. Miss you guys too, but I'm impressed. I mean, what? It's nine o'clock Monday night and we're, we're getting it going. So hopefully this becomes, I would like to try and get two or three Foolishness podcasts knocked out every week just because people are sitting at home and this is having an effect on people. But again, back to what you're doing, the goal was just to get us together and take us where? Well, Brian, since we've been in <laughs> quarantine, oh, so you wanted me to introduce myself. So I'm Isaac. Which uh, you didn't do. <laughs> I, uh, well, you know, I just wanted to get some accolades for about, you know, your whole setup. But um, I'm impressed, producer Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've heard, yeah, and then people have, who have listened for any amount of time would know that you reference me all the time so i'm usually sitting there grinning on you know mm-hmm. at the end of the table as you uh hit the, give the hard-hitting questions you know to all your guests but now it's it's great to uh be on the other end of this and with mm-hmm. us is uh drew drew would you introduce yourself hey everyone i'm drew <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a no, executive we're producer we're done let's move on no <laughs> I'm more of an executive producer where I'm off base most of the time. Isaac's more on site. So Drew's the the real brains behind the the whole organization. Yeah. They were figuring out the the buttons and the volumes and all this stuff when they kind of pushed me into doing that. So honestly, and because so many things are all over the place, we're just literally saying wherever we're going to go. And as far as foolishness concerned, I have a bunch of teachings I'm about to get into as soon as I get these microphones figured and I'm going to start recording pretty much mini sermons for people as much as I can, a load of guests. But really your heart tonight was just to jump into some marriage stuff without me even knowing where you want to go. I'll just say this to help anyone listening. Um, I mean, apparently, you know, alcohol sales are up 55% and they believe there's more and more spousal abuse right now. Can I get an amen? Believe. Wait, it's crazy, wait. right? <laughs> I'm no, it is not good, right? It's crazy. Because <laughs> um, think about it. All these people are at home. I mean, some people surely have passed. Some people are freaking out. You've got anxiety. You've got stress. You've got problems with finances. And even a guy yesterday said, you know, 9-11 was a shock for everyone. We witnessed it. I remember where I was. I don't doubt you guys do or whoever's listening. But this is something that's like psychological where I know in Australia, which doesn't even have as many people as the US, if I'm correct, they're like basically locked down completely. 
Hmm. In England, they're kind of getting out. Huntington, everyone's kind of outside still, but they're just saying psychologically, this is going to have an effect. And I guess pastorally for me, my concern is how is this going to be for marriages? How is this going to be for moms and dads and three kids in the house for the first time? Perhaps, you know what I mean, in a family's life and what's going to take place in the upcoming months if there's still unemployment based on things like the election and quarantined in a home. So this is a crazy season where we need to be intentional about getting out there and encouraging people and speaking the truth. So, yeah, well, I will tell you that my wife, you know, kind of she's a ESL teacher for um, Chinese students. And one of the things that she um, saw um, which she read up about was that there, hmm. uh, since since the quarantine has ended in China, that there's yeah. been a, um, a a high rate of divorce divorces being filed right now. Crazy, in there. yeah. Since since the the quarantine ended in in China, was so, like this is what you're really like. I never so really knew they, who they I were, married. They, <laughs> they were they were just lo- <laughs> they they were just waiting for the opportunity to be un- to get out of the quarantine to make it to the courthouse and. No fire the fire. But wait, are they are they saying are they saying it's because of the quarantine? Well, you know, it's or that it's, during that it's anecdotal, but yeah. 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 Well, I didn't know if you were saying that, you know, people were on <laughs> lockdown, but they were already planning on getting divorced, well, but we, now that they're not we don't now know, they can but go to court. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well and again, but, it's just, okay, but yeah, but we can look at it as and why we're all talking tonight about this was um we are in it right now, yep. right? This we've been in quarantine or a stay-at-home, right, or something. A, a stay-at-home order since the beginning of March. I don't know. For I, saw, California. I, saw, I saw your Instagram pictures. You're at the beach, both of you guys. I don't know. <laughs> I can't you tell at the beach too? No. <laughs> well, guys, <laughs> if you're joking. if you're listening, because we have listeners all over the world, even for my wife, who's real reserved, you know, she wasn't going out all these places. We'd make occasional trips to Target, and we'd have the gloves on and the masks. Mm-hmm. But even in Huntington, two days ago, it said, "Hey." we're allowed to go outside, just be six feet apart. So we go on a bike ride that day. I get Jude's, you know, tire pumped up. We're all going down to the beach. It is more packed than I have ever seen. There was was a lot of people out there. It's shocking. And it looked like a normal beach day. Well, people are saying this, there's, it it looks, you know, when you go on Christmas, for those who are around the whale, they won't realize this, but on Christmas day in Huntington, the ocean is just filled with surfers because they're all off. Whenever there's a holiday, it's just filled with surfers. That's how it was. There was cars everywhere. And what I'm saying is people have literally said, Brian, I'm just tired of being in the house. I would literally rather get sick and whatever would befall us than just be locked up. And that's not, you know, I'm someone that has to be on the go. I go crazy if I'm in the house all the time. And Mm. my wife can deal with that a lot more. The kids are down for homeschool, but I need to get out and go skate or bike ride or do jujitsu or something. So oh, it's man. crazy, you hey, know. Yeah, I haven't. We ha- I haven't trained, and it's been it's been like almost two months. <laughs> and I'm and you can see every bit of it on my body too. Oh, I submitted everyone <laughs> in the house though. The cats, my wife. I mean Jude and yeah. everyone. It's yeah, like, I mean you're right. I'm like a hard. purple belt in my head. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think for all of us, you know, we're all going through our own way of dealing with it. Like I still go to work every day, mm-hmm. so I still feel a little normal. But you see it's different obviously you see people with masks you see the roads are cleared and everything but everyone has a different scenario that they're going through and I think what we wanted to talk to you Brian about was Mm -hmm. just like you said there's families that are there's families that are together for an extended period of time that can't leave whether maybe there's people that are laid off the husband's laid off the wife might be laid off or furloughed whatever it may be what does that do to the family unit and 
And we were hoping that we'd get the the 10 steps to uh, reignite your marriage from you. That's what you had for us, right? One of those. Yeah. I mean, nine and a half steps. We're good. You know, I know the marriage book I wrote sitting on the shelf somewhere. I'll go grab it and read read. some of it. Just start reading. But real quick before we do that, just because. Pick it up. Why we're going to do this is, okay. So real quick, I'm going to hijack you guys. And guys, let's, let's just let all this go to air because it's that season. Um. You know, pastors are relaunching what ministry is. Not that ministries change as far as Christianity, but no longer can the pastor who shows up to the little church on the hill, you know, every Sunday and shares for 40 minutes and you don't see them all week. Those kind of churches are hurting because it really wasn't any more of a community than that. But Mm. for churches like we're all planted in, you have all these ministries weekly. They're reaching the youth. They're reaching the elderly. They're doing all this stuff. So in a way, it's like all these ministries, even Francis Chan talked about, hey, let's go back to the home church model, the house church model. God kind of got a hold of that, obviously. And now every one of us is in the home church model, or whether it's just us and our family, and we're tuning in live to things. But I say that to say, what, if you're going to be honest, you got two or three minutes each, what do you really think is going on? Um, Conspiracy-wise, if you want, around the world, what's going on here? Isaac, you want to start because you're crazier. (laughs) What's going on? Where did this know, virus come from? Who's in charge? You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if you're really asking me. I, Am I, I w- seeing any triangles <laughs> in the background of your... Um, <laughs> Put those hands down, guys. He I, thinks he's in the Illuminati. <laughs> I would say that, uh, I don't know. Yep. I mean, you can think, you can go down the rabbit hole and, and think a bunch of different reasons why <laughs> this is going on. I mean, I in the beginning, I mean, me and Drew went back back and forth a bunch of times, you know, thinking, yeah, is this, are we blowing this out of proportion? Like kind of me being kind of upset that, you know, with the media and thinking, you know, people you know, kind of starting mass hysteria, I, what I thought, yeah. but then you start hearing about real people getting sick, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, people that are, you know, close to you in one way or another, you know, um, yeah. seven, you know, seven degrees of separation, you're, you're hearing people dying. Um, you're seeing people go out of work, right. Um, and being laid off and, and really having issues. I've thought about you a ton, Brian. Um, I know that your income is, you know, really driven by, by you going on and, yeah. and speaking, you know, um, to different churches, you know, around the country yeah. and abroad. Um, so even thinking about you was kind of like heavy for me. Um, so mm. regardless of, you know, whether, um, we, think that this was driven by media or this is some kind of um, government conspiracy to, to take down Donald Trump. You know, I, I know whoever, <laughs> who knows, but the fact is, is that lives were uh, affected um, seriously. Yeah. And um, I mean, just for that, I took it serious and, and really started to engage with God more than I have over the last mm-hmm. year and a half or so. And, and kind of to what you're saying with the church being changed, um, you know, Brian, you, you know where I come from, you know, and the struggles I've been yeah. going through with church and all that. Um, me and my wife have consistently been attending a church, you know, virtually yeah. uh, for, over, yeah. for about a month. So it's been, you know, it's been a blessing in disguise. And Drew, do you want me to go out there and go crazy and maybe say some of the stuff Isaac didn't? <laughs> and then you can come in and be like, conservative, clean it all up or what? And oh, sure. If you, wanna, if you want to go, if you want to go somewhere, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sugared up. And, you know, I'm sure people have listened to every kind of podcast they could Wait, anyway. Are you, so. you eating gummies right now? I don't know, man. I, would, would I tell no, you about eating the gummies? No, I'm I just, just soda or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing is 
is it's true. Like there's an effect anyway, where did it start up because of someone ate a, you know, I seen the meme and, and it's like, Jesus shows up. I'm like, what did, what did everyone do? And they're like, Oh bro, someone ate a bath. And it's like, okay, are we going to go that that's what it is? You know what I mean? Not that that's blasphemous, but I'm saying, is that where this is coming from? Is it coming from someone who did something they shouldn't have, you know, in a factory there? Is it coming from someone who went over there and intentionally did this? Is it this kind of chemical warfare? Hmm. We don't even know. So we're not going to know. You know, we don't know about 9-11. We don't know about all these wars. We don't know who's running it all. And I don't really go that route. It entertains me to hear these things and know these things. And I... I love talking, you know, offline with people about, you know, flat earth and conspiracy. And <laughs> I'm just saying you're either going to sit around and watch random TV. It's just like, there's nothing for you, or you're going to hear about what people believe. And to me, that's kind of like tearing stuff down. So I'm looking at it like this. There's never really been a time where the whole world is looking for what's next. You know what I mean? With 9-11, it's like some people cared, but some people didn't. Other nations, you know, Iran and that apparently were like, oh, good, they deserve it. They're the great Satan. People like us in America, like, oh, this is a tragedy. But around the world today, whether you're in a cave in Russia, whether you're in Turkey, whether you're in England, all of us are waiting. What's next? What's going to show up on my phone that tells me about the beach, that tells me where I can ride my bike, tells you where I can drive my car, tells me what... I'm able to get from the store. So in that sense, I would say it's pretty crazy. You know, when I heard that one of the past prime ministers in England just this week said, what we need is a group of people to lead the world and speak into the world to give direction. Now to go even further than that, for those of you who are listening, I was planning on going back to England right before this with Eden, like go really quick, see my dad, you know, he's got diabetes, Zolda, want to get back there, see him. My kids are at an age where they want to see Georgie. all their cousins. Georgie, yeah. They want to get back there and see George James. But my kids want to see all their cousins now. They realize most of their first cousins live in England. So as we're planning this, all of this unfolds. Here's the crazy thing. Can I just go to England now? By the time this is over, am I going to be allowed to get on a plane? Or will it have gotten so far where I'm going to need to have a vaccine? I'm going to need to... And here's the thing. Let's just... Scary if God. That's what I'm saying. And then when I go get a driver's license, is that going to record if I've had something or not? If I go get a gym membership, is the rules going to be stricter? So generally, if you're a conspiracy guy, what happens is they create a boogeyman. The boogeyman shows up. It's a devastation. It's a war. It's a whatever. Then they give a load of different information. They navigate what happens and they result with the product they wanted. You're dependent on everyone else. I mean, I'm not thinking about my daughter's... Um, wedding now, you know, in 10 years, I'm not thinking about what's going to happen in a year with Jude. I'm thinking about what's happening literally today. And if I'm going to see my dad ever again, and what's going to happen, because it's interesting to go down this road of watching a TV show the other day, you know, with all the super, super famous people, you had Lady Gaga, Elton John, the Rolling Stones, it's this whole world thing about, you know, the coronavirus and coming together and the Jimmy Fallon, the Jimmy Kimmel, and they're all saying these nice things and they're saying, hey, we're really inclusive. And what they did was they had Barack Obama's wife on and they had George Bush's wife on, but they never mentioned the president and whoever you voted for doesn't matter to me but it was super specific. And in the middle of it, in the middle of it all, after all these doctors have said, hey, this is getting bad. This is getting crazy. We don't have any answers. Who shows up but Bill Gates? And Bill Gates in the middle of this whole presentation that most of the world was watching starts to talk about um, how we're going to need a vaccine and how we're going to need things to change. And before there can be mass gatherings, there's got to be 
a mass vaccination. And when you think about that, why I'm just saying it is because when you read through the Bible and the book of Revelation, I'm not putting dates and times, but there is going to come a day where you can't buy or sell unless there's a mark. And whether you say that was Nero in 70 AD in the Roman Empire, we know Jesus came to bring a new kingdom. We get it. That kingdom fell. But is anyone going to really release this kind of control they have? And here's why I even say that is what's amazing. And I'm going to say this, and some of you who listen to me regularly, you wish I would go to these places. And Isaac knows what we talk about offline, but I won't go there for a lot of reasons because people misinterpret what you say. But I'll give you an example. On my Instagram, I have a certain amount of followers and it has not changed in about nine months. So I will see people every day, follow, 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 follow. I don't care what I'm saying for me. I'll see how many people message me, uh, connect with me, follow me. And the number of follows will never change. Um, I'll see video. I was literally posted a ministry video the other day and I posted it in that room. And I went into it in this room within like 30 seconds and it had said like, you know, 60 views and however many likes. And by the time I opened it in bed, the video had gone down to six views, no likes, no comments. So what I'm saying is that looked like it was controlled. And I'm saying it like this. I've never had Facebook or anyone threaten an account, but I literally posted something the other day that a friend had sent me. And it was, you know, a funny conspiracy thing like 5G's coming and vaccines coming and Bill Gates is coming. It was super like irrelevant. And I got a message within two days. If you post something like this again, we will take your account down. And I was shocked. You know what I mean? Because I don't even, I post ministry stuff. I see what other people post, but I'm saying all that to say in the midst of all of this to the Christian, eh, none of this matters. You know, if the earth's flat or not, who cares? What matters is Christ is sitting on the throne. What matters for us is we trust Jesus. But looking forward to me, this is kind of an exciting time aside from the people dying to see what is coming forth? Just like you said, Isaac, I took up more than my three minutes, but I'm saying that to say <laughs> some people are freaking out, worried about a vaccination. Some are thinking this is the number. Some are thinking, you know, people are sitting at home, anxious, stressed, frustrated. It's psychological. I'm like, guys, as a Christian, we should expect things to happen. Are they going to use this to mess with an election? Are they going to use this to mess? I mean, I've, I've seen it a couple of ways. Either people are going to end up having to get vaccinated People are going to end up rebelling and having come to like a martial law or it's suddenly just going to go away and change, but it's going to get a bit of a tighter system. So as a Christian, as a pastor, I just view this like, Lord, we continue being the light. We don't. And here's the thing for Christians. We don't wait till this is over to then say, what's it going to be like? We continue doing ministry now because the people are in their houses now. There's people who don't even want to look at the news now. People who are getting hammered drunk, sadly, and you know, and I'd say this on the air, just sitting with someone the other day who actually does ministry to the schools. They said the headmasters have told us the number one way we find out that people are doing things to kids is through teachers in the school because the kids let them know. And they said, we're worried with all these kids back home now, staying with an uncle, staying with a grandpa, staying with a family friend. Who knows what is going on? You know what I mean? So just to mm -hmm. go there and think, what a crazy time. So... Yeah, a and, bit deeper, and, but yeah. No, and, and I think like to what you just said right there, we talk about this is a great time for us to <clears throat> come together as a family, or this is a great time to mm -hmm. really look inward or look and, and look to God. And, and yes, that, I mean, that is true. But like mm -hmm. you're saying, there's some people where this is, 
their escape is school or their mm-hmm. escape is work, whether it's, you know, abuse that they're seeing at home, mm-hmm. a wife being abused by her husband or whatever it might be, or a child that's, that's being abused. This might be the worst time for them. Yeah. And so we have to definitely think about that and, and be in prayer for people like that in, mm-hmm. in those times. But I think for me, you know, you hear like the conspiracy stuff and, <laughs> and all that going on. And here he goes, Brian, I knew it. And I, I don't, it. I don't, I, I threw like a lot out there because I didn't think you guys were going to go there, and I was mellow. <laughs> well, here, look at my board that I have right here. I'm going sh- to point it all out. No, I'm just kidding. No. The um, I'll be getting excited then. Yeah. <laughs> and then point A goes to point now. Uh-huh. I, I just, I feel like I'm, gonna st- I, I'm stealing this from someone. Go ahead. God is good, right? God is love. God is good. <laughs> Evil is real, and yep. it's in the world. Yep. And God is doing everything possible to take evil and bring good from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was told, I, that's not my own idea. So is there a conspiracy stuff going on? Hey, is Drew, there, but when you share other people's idea, it sounds good. It's better when <laughs> I say And that's it. God's <laughs> idea. God is good. That's the Bible. But, but you know what I mean? So like, I don't think this is punishment from God personally. I don't mm. think that, uh, I, I feel like this is a result of human nature of a fallen world of a sinful world of disease and, yeah. and viruses and, and whatever, you know, like that. I think this is a product of us mm-hmm. giving into what we've done. I mean, you look at the, the earth in itself of kind of coming to life because people oh, yeah. are going out and you see the channels and have you in seen Venice. It? Have you seen the waves? Have you seen just the, the waves sky? here? The, Exactly. They said there's dolphins in Venice because the boats with all the oil and the fuels exactly on a contaminate. They said there's wildlife showing up like they've never seen. And and you know, jump in in a sec. But I'm saying biblically, we have a Sabbath for a reason. Israel had a seven year Sabbath. There's a Jubilee Sabbath. And God has given us the world to steward <laughs> over it, to, to rule over it, but that's not to rule with the mighty hand. That's to, we're not to ruling be it, God's. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? We're not doing a good job taking care of this world. Um, but so anyways, to say that, like, are there some crazy stuff going on behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, is there evil people in the world that are in high places and power? Yeah. yeah, probably. But I I don't like to go down those roads or maybe give some thought to it, but to mm-hmm. know that God is good, God is love. And then even in all of that, he's going to bring good from it one yeah. way or another, but we are still going to experience, you know, horrible times, yeah. you know, or we are going to experience pain, death, sickness that is going to happen. Um, but if you get to like the conspiracy side of it, if like, what really can we do to change it? You can't we go can't. down that road because you go crazy. You're hiding under a bunker with, and I'll challenge it. I think a lot of Christians want to get 40 rounds of ammunition, a load of guns and sit in their bunker because they're actually afraid and they just want to kill a bunch of people who are coming to get them mm-hmm. and then get to heaven. And I don't think that's faith. Mm-mm. I think that's fear. If someone's coming in your home to take you and kill you and it's not in Jesus's name, defend yourself. I have no problem with that. But I'm saying to go to your point and then Isaac jump in with this in a minute. But even when Stephen Bancars was on, you know, I know it was one of the most popular episodes we had, but we got into some deep stuff that, you know, Dr. Michael Heiser had talked to with his own podcasts but the fact that the Bible says we entertain angels unbeknownst, that means that you can be in the presence of an angel. And biblically, an angel never shows up to a person with huge wings and nine foot. That's looks not like, how they show looks up. Looks like a human. Looks like a human because in Sodom and Gomorrah, they wanted to sleep with them. Abraham looked and seen the three of them and he knew that the Lord in a form was there. But what that means is if a third of the angels fell, and those angels are out in the face of the earth somewhere, does that not mean that they look like a human? 
They could literally be running the world in a way. Could they not be in control of things in a way? Could they not be promising human things in a way the way they did with Jesus in Matthew 4? And Jesus defeated Satan then in a sense by saying it is written. I say that because Satan has no mercy. He doesn't rest. There's an agenda. The Bible says he knows his time is short. I know for many of all this is they say, do you mean Satan with the pitchfork and the spiky ears? No, I mean the Satan, the adversary, you know, in the Hebrew and throughout the New Testament, the liar from the beginning, the evil. So 2 Corinthians 4, 4, Satan is the God of this age in that sense. So this is real. Is it an attack on us? Is, is that it? Well, just like you said, Drew, God isn't suddenly judging the earth as far as you do something and he does something to you. This isn't karma, but God will give us over to our desires. I mean, our culture's becoming as filthy as it's ever. It might as well be ancient Greece and Rome and the crazy things they were doing. There's always been Baal worship and the desire to sacrifice children. So did he put Trump in office? That's between God and him. All I know, and I had this conversation with my sister yesterday because English people are so mad at Trump. And I'm like, guys, I don't even need to talk about politics with people, but our call as Christians is to pray for whoever's in charge, whoever's put in leadership. Our call is to love people around us. That can be as simple as messaging a neighbor. Hey, I'm going to the store. Can I pick you up something? That can be as, as easy as reaching out to 10 people. You know, this idea of being merciful and not hating people, it's just loving people. So, like I said, whether the yeah. earth's flat or not, whether what, yeah, I'm just, I'm just being shape. Ridiculous. Get it right, a Brian. A plate shape. There we go. You know, it does have pillars and it doesn't say it's a sphere, so it's a circle. Eddie Bravo, where are you? Let's get into it. Um, Practice this is going to be a loose episode. There we go. Rubber guard. There we go. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to talk about marriage. We are. That's what, that, that's what we're Isaac into it. We're getting into it. But I, 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 I just know Isaac's face lit up when we talked about conspiracy. So. <laughs> You know what? Here we go. Whatever you, you guys lead. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's not. <laughs> I, I, no, but I it's, think- but it's kind of, it's all mixed in, you know, like as, as we're talking about yes. the current state and the things that people are talking about, obviously, you know, we're not the only ones talking about this. Um, we well, have to- Isaac's going to say the danger is too many people do not ever talk about anything. So I know Jesus told us to occupy till I return. And we're called to give attention to reading exhortation doctrine. But how many people have stopped me on the street on a bike ride and said, Brian, you know, I follow your post or I've attended the church or I see what the whole ministries do in all of our local church branches. And they go, man, what do you think this means in Revelation? Or, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? So we feed people the word. I mean, it's living. We love people where they are. But right now, what is the current thought for people? A lot of people are asking, is this the end? I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. I have had more than 10 messages from middle-aged women, and I mean mums, who literally have said, I follow your wife's this, I do this, I do that, but I have some questions. Do you believe in a rapture? When do you think the tribulation is? And this is people who would never have maybe brought this up, but suddenly they're looking for people that will speak about this. And pastorally, I think that's relevant. You know what I mean? Not to avoid stuff, but to be like, if this is where people are, meet them where they are. Yeah. They use the word of God, cover it with the grace of God, obviously, and just minister to them right then. So, yeah, I, I think that, um, I mean, I was victim to that to thinking like, Hey, is this, is this the way it begins? Right. As they're trying to, we're 
being quarantined and, and being ordered to stay at home. Yeah. Um, and I think that we're, we're on the back end of this now. I mean, it's, we're in, uh, getting into May and we're on the back, the back half of this and people are coming out again. You guys were talking about the beach earlier. I was out, um, at the Inland Empire beach. We call it Creek. Um, but there was a bunch, it's of people. a Creek, it's a Creek, right? <laughs> we, but there was a bunch of people out and you know, it's good. It was, it made me happy to see families out and enjoying, you know, the, the outdoors and just being, you know, some, seeing some kind of normalcy. Um, but I would tell yeah. you, Brian, though, that I was thinking like, oh, this is a perfect way for, um, you know, the, the, you know, Satan and, and you talk about the devil to try to break up the church, to try to, um, to, begin to have control over our lives right in in controlling mm-hmm. the way we feel with with having us in fear of everything that was going on emotions um, yeah but i think that uh again just talking through it and i think that's why it's so important to um to have brothers in christ and to have you know some kind of fellowship with with other believers because you're reminded that <laughs> that god you know, in, in the darkest times that God is the light, you know, the, the, the yeah. he's so much more powerful than anything that we can experience here on earth, you know, it, and to what you're saying, Drew, mm-hmm. it's could be, it could be harsh and horrible. I mean, we see it all the time though. You see the homeless people on the corner, you know, just hungry or whatever. So we see it often. Um, but I think that when we're starting to fear, um, the possibilities of, of what could have came or what still could come out of this whole COVID um, piece. Yeah. It, it's um, kind of eye opening. But um, again, I think that God is greater than, than whatever, you know, the devil has to, to throw at us. And if it's this COVID, it's just, if it's a quarantine, again, we're going to jump into, you know, some of the outcomes, the, some of the effects <laughs> of it, right. In, in our homes. Well, um, just think about this only though. You're saying this, okay. If there was no God, and if right now, let's just say it was Bill Gates or it was whoever, if you could have something within your system, where there's you and your kids playing out there at the, you know, the beach, the creek, whatever you call it right then, right? Um, if they could be playing and the second they even felt sick, got a fever, got a sickness, that sensor could send it to you or to someone locally that could be transmitted where then you knew this could be an outbreak. Let's just say that was the road. That would be great, Right. And if you think about Revelation like 13, thing. think about it. It would be a good thing. I'm already so given over. I mean, the first Apple computer Sold. was Where can I get $66. Right. You already have the Google tattoo. You have all <laughs> this kind of engineering. I'm just saying this to say that would be a great thing to know that I haven't got to wake up at four in the morning wondering what my kid has if this is really a good thing. Also, if you were Satan and you were to think, how do I win people over? I heard people got unemployment checks, you know, I heard that certain people are getting unemployment checks of $1,000 a week. So imagine that you and your wife and you're now making $8,000 a month. What if the enemy came in and offered so much good stuff to American culture, to the world? What if the next person that rose up, everyone thought this person's great. Here's the answer to this virus. They're more pro-vaccine or they're more about a system because the Bible teaches that people will worship the beast. I'm not going to worship a beast. It's never going to happen. You know what I mean? Not that a vaccine's that, but I'm just saying Christians should know. If it was possible, he deceived the elect, but Christians, we should know. But I'm saying there is going to come a day where culture thinks whatever so-and-so is bringing, is pushing, is, is introducing, sounds good. It isn't going to sound bad. It's going to be a deception. And even Thessalonians talks about them being given over, being deceived. So... 
I don't look at it with fear at all. You know what I mean? I look both ways crossing the road. I don't want to do this or do this wrong. I want to do things right. But I'm looking at the world like, all right, this is interesting. This is just, let's see how this plays out. So marriage, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> so again, but don't you, but don't you ahead, think Drew. that don't Drew's you pulling think, us go, back Drew. In. go, go Drew. People, <laughs> listen, people are thinking it. I have a lot of friends around the world who listen to this. I know it's your guys' podcast. We're hijacking. Okay. These so are relevant so we're hijacking there, your podcast. There's been, You're there's, mistaken, been talk, there's been talks, right. About like, you know, once now we're in the tech, technological age and Re- revelation is talking about the mark right the yeah. mark of the beast now i know some people say that the mark is kind of counter to the mark that god puts on the elect at that time in, De- um, in deuteronomy uh, as well that talks on about their head like, and on their hands right so it's kind of like a counter to that but if it's an actual mark you know whether yeah, you know, some yeah. people talked about like a tattoo or on the right hand or the full forehead or maybe a microchip but i think let's just say that, you know, what you're talking about, like for health reasons, you know, getting the chip, if you yeah. get a chip and I'm not saying that I'm going to go do this, but I wouldn't say that that's the mark of the beast. Like the mark of the beast is going to be no. known what the mark of the beast is. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be, you will know what it is. Right. So it's not like it could be, it could be from that. It could be based from say, something, but right. But, but what I'm say? saying is like, let's just say five years from now, exactly what you're talking about. You could do that. And then you go and do it. I don't think you're taking the mark of the beast. Unless no, if you get a vaccine, that's exactly my son's point. If you get a vaccine just because it happens to go in your right hand or wherever, that doesn't mean it's the mark. Exactly, it, people it, will know what it is. It will be it, evident. It's, it's tied to the antichrist and and the system. Yeah. The, okay. So I just wanted to. Well, I was kind it, of, just kind so of you know, for those listening kind of like who are saying, point. well, for the guys who listen, saying they don't understand their end times, you know, eschatology. I know that the numeric numbers of 666 or 616, as it was translated, they both line up with Nero. So in that day, who was this beast? Who was being alluded to? I get it. But if this is prophetic of a future time, I mean, I get my more reformed and Calvinistic friends, how they view this. But for the more more Calvary Chapel style guys who say this is to come in the future, Mm -hmm. I mean, it talks specifically about this. So, I mean, it says that it will cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom, you know, and it goes on to say, as the Iron Maiden song, Number of the Beast, even quoted, (laughs) it is the number of a man, his number is 666. Now, here's the thing about the Old Testament. The Old Testament is kingdom and empire, And at this day and age, when this would have been written to talk about Nero at that time, it was very much about an empire and you were following his way and his system. And he persecuted all the Christians and he did it. And we're meant to live under the kingdom. So I get the prophetic, I mean, the the reality then, but I get the prophetic possibly for the future. So either way, I'm not tripping, but I'll tell you this. I have people that don't even want to go near the Bible who will literally say out of nowhere, I'll never take the mark of the beast. I'm thinking... That's the only part of the Bible you believe, you know? (laughs) And and I'm going to ask all the questions that that no one wants to ask, right? Because I'm just not that educated in in theology. Um, But, Drew, to what you were saying, um, saying that if you were to get a chip, it's not necessarily the mark of the beast. But when you think about um, other countries, I know there's some companies that are, are are offering that. Couldn't that be the beginning 
of of, of such. I mean, when they're having to have a chip to check into work, when they're having to have a chip a chip to purchase things, you know, or get paid. Um, I think that's stuff right. that's yeah. that's actually going down. I mean, well, I don't think know. About I just it. Are t- you going to handle that. money again? Have you handled money since this has happened? Have you walked into a store and given someone cash? Uh, don't talk to Drew. He uh, he finds hundreds. I go. I go, the, the, I, have, right? I go through. I go gold coins. I use, <laughs> I use gold. But I go through <laughs> to buy food, and I can put a card in. You haven't even got to put your your pin number in anymore. Oh, they don't no, even want you, you just to have, touch you it. Just, you just uh, well, now I have the uh, the tap. You tap it. No, I, I guess just tap it. So I'm just saying to progress, and then. Elon Musk the other day said, hopefully in the next few years, we'll have so much technology that we'll be able to store our memory and who we are electronically in our head. And I'm just like, to be real, no, I don't want to do that. And that's the point. The point of no, I don't want to do that is like society's moving so fast. Guys, if you got rid of your phone right now, but if you, you did probably that- wouldn't be able to talk to your grandkids. But you wouldn't Brian, be able to engage with people, you know? I'm just saying that's how far ahead we are with just the practical things of the day. But Brian, if you did that, you would have all knowledge. Well, isn't that the sin of a revelation that she would become <laughs> no, they would know and see that was what the fruit really but isn't was. Isn't that tempting yeah. though? But that's the, that's the temptation of, of like kind of what you're saying, being deceived is, is Bible says we know in part. So even all knowledge, it only comes from God. Yeah. Well, but Amen, to your brother. point, Isaac, the, <laughs> I guess some of those things can be a foreshadowing of, of a way for that to happen. But it's not like if you're on the road to using that means that you're on the road to submitting to that system. Because if if we're talking about like the end times, it's a it's a worship of the beast, like what you said, Brian. It's a uh, conscious yeah. like giving yourself over to them instead of turning to God. Now, yeah, yeah then there's going to be people that are deceived, but it's not so much like oh, you know, in twenty. 2025 I, I did this and then the the beast came in 2030 and now I'm locked in like no like it's yeah. you know what I mean like it if it's, it's a vaccine it's a vaccine if it's a but I'll read that verse through just so you guys can hear it yeah it talks about this in revelation 14:9 it says and another angel and this is an ESV translation a third followed them saying with a loud voice if anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. These worshippers of the beast and its image, and whoever receives the mark of its name. So they're literally worshippers. It isn't like, let's say, Five years from now, let's say it goes crazy right now and people are literally dying and they go, hey, here's the vaccine. Oh, wow. If it's Steve and Bill Gates or whoever, this is so awesome. We've got it. Here you go. To take that for the sake of health, if it really is what it does and it doesn't have all these other things in people are so worried about anyway, wherever you guys sit, between you, a lot of people here in California don't vaccinate their kids, don't want nothing in them that isn't there already through God or even with this care as well. Simply taking a vaccine, you're not being deceived into it. The world won't know one day that they're worshiping the fallen one. I mean, the world's already condemned, you know. The Bible doesn't say you can sell your soul to Satan. You're born dead in sin, so you're already guilty, you're already condemned, John 3.18. You get saved out of that. So if you're really born again, the Spirit's really leading you, you won't be deceived. So to your point, Drew, yeah, 
getting vaccinated is not the mark. But to Isaac's point, going forward, we're going to start sticking more and more things in our body. Why? I don't want things in my body. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. But me, what, me is, what is he going to offer us? Yeah. But I think it's that's going to sound fear. great. But I think that's what the fear is for some Christians or just anybody. Um, the fear of, of this getting so bad where you're almost feeling like you have to do something like that. Right. Yeah. The fear of the government or what the powers that's that a be, real point, Isaac. The, the yeah. powers that be telling you, well, you will not be able to come out of quarantine until you do this, or you will not mm-hmm. be able to do X, Y, and Z until you do this and actually be enforced. Yeah. I think that's the fear. I, I definitely would tell you, I don't think we're there. Um, thank God. Um, just based on, again, mm-hmm. what we're talking about, we have all been out over the last few days. All three of us have been outside and, and, you know, and like drew, you're saying we're at work and there it's normal. And, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, we, we, everybody's practicing social distancing and having, and wearing masks. Um, by the way, who has the best mask? Who has a good mask? Mine's just a, Brian, you don't even own one. I know you. Mine's not fancy. Brian's wearing uh, some underwear over his face for sure. <laughs> yeah. I got my t-shirt over my face. No, I have numerous ones, but my nose is too big. They just break. So, <laughs> no, but what you're saying, listen, guys, you're making a really good point because what I'm hearing from the body of Christ is there is that fear. There is that fear, like, what would this be? What would happen? And here's the thing. A lot of times pastors won't even address this stuff. And I'm not saying you got to talk about all this silliness we just said, you know, from, from a pulpit. No, don't do that. You know, focus on God's word. We're just simply having a discussion tonight. It's Monday. We didn't get to do it last night. But the reality is people really are tripping out and saying, what's going to happen? The danger as a pastor, what can take place is you go tell, tell your flock, this is all going to pass. Everything's going to be normal. But the reality is we don't know. And my faith shouldn't be that everything's going to be normal mm-hmm. because nothing's ever really normal. Even if my house looks together, it's not normal. Even if I've just got a bunch of money in the bank, it's not normal. We're aliens in this place. So if my faith is that this is all going to pass, it's not in Christ. My faith needs to be, even if we are thrown into the lion's den, Daniel, even if we're consumed by the fires with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if that happens, I'm referencing Daniel, of course, our God is able. But if not, if we go through something, God's still good. You know, so I don't want my hope to be in that life goes on as normal. The hope needs to be in Christ and him alone. And that, to your point earlier, Isaac, is that um, more and more people are realizing what they believe and, and what it's about. And maybe we even have some listeners who aren't believers, who stuck around it's kind of conspiracy. They got sent that. And guys, I would just ask you, what do you believe? What are you focusing on? Your emotion, your intellect? I mean, guys, it's all going to pass. Do you know the living God? Has he come into your life, forgive you, have been born again in the kingdom? Because we're all living with a virus. It's called death. We're all going to die anyway. You know what I mean? So, And the other thing, and I'll, I'll leave this point and then Drew take over, but even someone saying the other day that they want to say there's such a small amount of people that have it, like, hey, maybe 200,000 people have it. So when you say that 60 or 70,000 people have died, it's a massive number, but they're saying they actually believe that maybe close to a million people, like 600, 700,000 to a million people in America have had this encounter with this flu-like virus mutation, whatever it is. And I, I know both you guys, we all know people January, February, they said there was people in California that were crazy sick. That they believe had this. So if you really had a million people and the number's now down to 60, 70,000 that have died across the whole country... That's a way smaller percentage than 250,000 people. Do you see what I'm saying? 
So that's kind of where you start, Isaac. The fear monger and then comes in, the agenda comes in. If one in 10 die, it's crazy. But if it's one in a thousand, that is less than the flu. Do you get my perspective on that? And what I'm saying is that's where the fear comes in and people are like, you can't go outside and guys be safe. But I just hope people come to know the Lord because whether it's this, it's probably not going to be, but it's, it's eventual. We need him. We need him today, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, you steering away from this, or is Drew pulling us back in? Yeah, no, no. I think I think that's that's a great point that you made. Brian, I like it because that's that's like that's what it has to come down to. Because whether mm. we're, whatever the numbers are, you know, people people are dying, and you know, a, a large amount of people are yeah. dying, and um, it's a real thing. It's a real virus, and you know, I know some people personally, but like you're saying what what is this opportunity that we have to look to God and, and really have a relationship with him? And for unbelievers, like you're saying, this could be a time to actually make a decision for him because of all this craziness mm-hmm. that's going around and people are looking for answers. Like, what is it? What, what are we supposed to be doing? Like, is this real? Is this not? This is, this is nuts. You know, the, the those grocery stores are being emptied. What's this going to look like in five that years, was 10 funny. years? That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this is a time where we can say us as Christians can point people back to the word, back to God, back to Jesus and mm-hmm. that he's the answer for, for all of this when it comes down to our souls and, 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 wh- and where we're going to be in this world and into the next, you know, so. And if anything, again, that's a good point. And again, I think, uh, if anything, I want to thank God for this time because, Again, mm. to kind of bring us full circle uh, back what I was saying in the, the beginning of this episode was the fact that um, I haven't been in church since um, it would have been January of 2019. And so wow. we're, we're in we're now we're in, um, you know, April coming into May. Um, mm. And again, we've been the attending church right it's been in our it's been on our house it's been on the patio it's been in the bedroom but we've been you know mm-hmm. listening to worship we've been um following the sermon we've been praying um and something that we haven't done and it's really um mm-hmm. been awesome because brian you know i've talked to you a ton about about the struggle yeah. right a ton of, of, of a lot of the questions that um, both my wife and i were having about the church and and mm our faith and our walk and our, you know, the marriage, but now it's, you know, after, um, again, after a, about a month of, of this quarantine, mm. we've, I've begun to draw closer to God, um, back to, you know, getting to where I was or feel like I'm on the direction where I was when, when God was speaking mm-hmm. to me, well, back when me and Drew were, you know, starting yeah. this show, um, and, and I'm feeling that fire again. And, and, mm. uh, and if it wasn't for this, virus if it wasn't for this this whole mm-hmm. epidemic um i you know i might not be here so i just you wow. know kind of again Thank like i was God. saying yeah yeah <laughs> again uh, you Amen. know the, the the brightest light is coming out of the you know the darkest times in my mm-hmm. life that that's the story right and um and he's just mm-hmm. been blessing um myself spiritually um mm-hmm. more you know more so than ever it was talk to you a bunch, Brian and and Drew, you as well. I mean, we've had endless conversations about, uh, the struggle of, of coming out of a church and being super involved and, and then feeling lost, right. And questioning, uh, the body and which I shouldn't question, but you just can't help, but, but question those things. So, and guys, so you can just so those listening can hear, I mean, I know we're going long. This is kind of almost the intro. So maybe this will even just be an episode and then we'll jump into the other for a second episode, but let's keep going. 
But Isaac is basically saying, you know, as even for me coming to faith in 2004 now and being Christian, what is it like 16, 17 years? You go to church, you're born into a Christian family perhaps, and you just think everyone's suddenly always loving Jesus the right way all the time. And then within that man gets involved and we've all been part of churches where whether it's leadership or the pastor's power hungry or, you know, he doesn't really have elders around him or accountability or certain denominations. And so Christians are going to get frustrated. If you hang out with yourself for enough, you're going to disagree about certain things, you know? So I'm saying that because the conversations that I've had with many people or I've felt at times, or I know for you, Isaac, is just, man, you didn't feel at home certain places. You thought the way ministries are operating and you can be there and forgive and stay, but sometimes people need to pull back. And so I would speak into that pastoral to say, look, guys, I think this is so spiritual right now because I'm not with three or four or 500 or 5,000 people on a Sunday morning when I'm traveling in services. I'm with my kids who are eating cereal and my wife and I watching church in bed and worshiping and singing, but it's more spiritual to me because you know what? Isaac's in church and Drew's in church and all these Christians around the world. And I love that story of the woman in Samaria, the Samaritan woman, how she's there, a half Jew talking to Jesus. And he says, the time is coming and now is where true worshipers worship him in spirit and truth. And it's, it's, are we worshiping on this mountain where Jacob's well is? Or are we worshiping in Jerusalem because you Jews say this? And Jesus says, no, the time now is where you worship everywhere. So to me, to anyone listening, say, man, you guys just got sidetracked. I mean, God's sovereign. So here we are. Hopefully you can tune out midway through. But what you're hearing Isaac say is despite even some of his challenges with church, and let me be clear, Hebrews does tell us to gather together. Does that mean it has to be a building where you're watching people worshiping on stage and you're part of a congregation? Like, not always, but that is typically how American culture does this. It did help me. I like to be around people. I would love to be in a room with people worshiping. But even for yourself, Drew, suddenly you have a baby. <laughs> There's things going on. You miss a couple of weeks. The reality is we have to be intentional to stay plugged in. Why? Because when I've got my issues, I want to bring them to someone that's spiritually more mature or who's lived what I'm going through or will step on my feet. I want someone to come by one day when I'm not feeling too well and say, how you doing? We need family. So the church model is great for that. But here's Isaac saying, thank God that in the midst of all of this, God is still good. God is still faithful. And we hope our hearers, whichever podcast you're on foolishness or one story, guys, there's total peace and comfort in the midst of this. So, and for you, Drew, how's that? You just had the your second baby now? or Second, yeah. He's he's almost uh, 11 months now. So we've had him for a little bit, but yeah, second one and... So we got the, the two little ones running around and kind of the, <laughs> kind of the same boat with Isaac. Um, yeah. Speak into that though for I've, a minute, I've just had, the people. I've had perfect, we've had perfect church attendance these past, uh, this past month because we're able to watch it from home. <laughs> Good Christian, and it's not girl. about Good attendance, Christian. right? It's not about attendance. No, it's no, not about it's religiously not, it's reading not. or praying. Yeah. It's about relationship. You know, we haven't talked in a little while. We get on the, the uh, Zoom or whatever this is. We want to laugh. We want to goof off. I'm mm. telling my wife, man, I can't wait to get in there and chat with them. But likewise, <laughs> there's something about hearing those songs, something about waking up sleepy eyed even. If you've had like, a later night, like you're busy doing whatever as well, or the kids are crazy. And hearing the worship leader or hearing that song that I know and then asking, oh, is pastor going this way with this verse or that verse? Mm-hmm. That's culture. So, and Drew, you and I, you still attend, you're still living out here near me. So we go into the yeah. same church. Branches. So you got busy with stuff. Yeah. But I'm saying 
to those listening, guys, this is a great time to go get online. I mean, go to Branches HB, check out the church we're part of, go in yeah. the live service, write comments. Oh, we showed up here because of a podcast. Crazy. Yeah, that's how God works. But mm-hmm. I love just even what Isaac said then. Thank you, God. So for you, Drew, you're able to yeah, walk, and, get the kids and, on your lap and just... Yeah, so we're we're doing that, and if they're not yelling too loud, we actually get to hear the sermon. But <laughs> but but no, it's a it's a good point because like like I said in the beginning, I'm still working, so mm. I go to work every day. But yeah. then Abby at home with the boys, like they're it's been tough because yeah. they're quarantined; they're not going out as much or hardly at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I come home, and she's you know had had it up to here, whatever the day might have brought, and yeah, I have to I have to look inward and do a better job of of being <laughs> being that help, you know. And but it's this time where we can come together and really focus mm. on the things of God because things are kind of everything's kind of slowed down. If that's mm-hmm. kind of feels like that a little bit, you know. And we've talked about this in a couple episodes on one story back of just during this midst of bad news. Well, actually my wife, um, one of her uncles passed away from, oh, wow. from coronavirus. Oh, so, wow, Drew. Yeah. On her, on her um, dad's side who she didn't have, you know, know the uncle that, that much. He lived on the East coast, but, mm. um, but he did pass away. So when that's I mean, he's an older gentleman the, this past week. No way. So, yeah. Sorry so, to uh, hear that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, these are these times where it's like, this is real, you know, it's, it's the real deal. And, mm-hmm. um, even in the midst of it, I mean, luckily we're blessed that we, none of us have gotten sick. Um, mm-hmm. but I almost but got you that one time. I almost got yeah. you. <laughs> Was that you driving by that one day? <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's a, it's, yeah, it's a time to where you we really have to reflect and, and see what's, what's important and what's, what's real. And a lot of that goes mm. back to scripture, to God and trusting Amen. in him. And it's, and it's not this flimsy kind of trust, you know, that like we just say it, like there's people that are actually yeah. living it and having to trust in him on a daily basis for food and shelter. For dollars. Yeah. Exactly. For whatever it may be. And Brian, you, you know, like Isaac was mm-hmm. saying, your income's dependent on events or speaking or, or whatever it might be. And I mean, not to put you on the spot or anything, but people I don't, don't mind. Yeah, I, people. I like to tell people now because I, I want them to realize I laugh because I'm like, this is crazy living a life. Just just living a life of right. faith for all of us. <laughs> I mean, I see how hard, Isaac, you literally got home from work at what? Eight tonight? Yeah. 7.30 and you're working. <laughs> and then Drew, I know you're getting busy to work. So I mean, mm-hmm. but it's true. I normally make money because Alpha One, go travel. And I don't ask for anything, but churches want to bless you because they trust that you're loving your spouse and your kids and you're going. And then I raise support, which means people saying, we believe what God is doing through this man as an evangelist. Churches and people want to partner with. It's all accountable. And there's people who help me steward that and all the rest. So praise God for any of the listeners that do partner with us. I don't know what that's looking like going forward other than pastors are still inviting me to go speak and do stuff as soon as this is over. I'm about to do daily devos, you know, on my Instagram and really push the YouTube thing, but I just want to hear the Lord. But that's to anyone out there, guys, <laughs> just to trust. So and just yeah, so I just sure. want to kind of while you're saying that, that's one of the things I admire uh, most about you, Brian, is your faithfulness. Um, Thank you, man. I well. mean, it's your faithfulness. <laughs> I mean, I see it. I've been with you, right? I've been at your house. I mean, we've. I've, I've heard your stories and, and I've been at events with you where you're just giving stuff away because you're just, you just know that God, you just trust God that much. And I'm telling like, I'm like, they look at you. I'm like, no man, like, you know, like, people tell me, sell, you they got sell cash, this you know? but, but you are, I mean, I see, um, the trust that you have in God. And again, man, I, when I see that, I, I look up to you in that because I, you know, I, 
I don't, I don't have enough faith. You know, I, I'm so fearful of not having, you know, and, and, and I well, don't think that. we don't freak out. You know, we, we have our moments where we're like, what's going to happen next? What's going to be this? What's going to be that? Yeah. But when you've had those verses so much that he'll provide your needs. And then you guys both know this. I mean, I'm only even able to do this because you guys went out of your way. Isaac, you drive down here. I mean, you just sent me this equipment and praise God. Hopefully some people are coming along and partnering and helping in ways. But really, this is just all faith, you know, because this is all we have. I mean, where else would I go but by the grace of God? And the yeah. idea is when you've heard so many times about the sparrow and how he feeds it and all that thing has to do is go outside and be diligent, open up its mouth and do what God has given us, which both of you guys are diligent businessmen and husbands. I know I'm called to do what I'm doing because how many doors open and I can't stop with it. So I just appreciate you guys for this, but why don't we do this just because we're here? We got a good 40, 50 minutes in, and what I heard was us goofing around about culture, where we are, the world. I heard my two brothers talking about how they're getting even more plugged in, and they're just, guys, listen, we don't have it all together. I am a volunteer on staff at church. I do a lot of travel in that, but we're men who are growing, learning how to love our wives better, love ourselves better, serve people better. But what we can tell you today is that God does have this. I don't mean the virus. He's in charge. I get it all. But while we're living in a fallen world, God has a kingdom. We're aliens here and we're invited in. And even just a shout out, have you guys, have you guys seen that show, The Chosen? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Hey guys, we just decided to take a break. I do somewhat apologize. We're sitting around laughing and giggling. Uh, we were starting the marriage one and we just ran off with thoughts. But you know what? A lot of people ask questions. A lot of people have ideas. We didn't go too deep. This isn't the Joe Rogan podcast, but we did cover a couple of things. So I hope you understand that despite things we said, um, it's only about God. We don't mind talking about other things, but what we want you to hear is that it's about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for those of you who uh, tune in. Uh, you can go to a YouTube channel. You can follow along on Instagram. I don't really use Twitter too much, but I'll probably start. But I really want to thank any ministry partners that choose to support me in this season. I've pretty much been an evangelist the last 10 years. So your partnership, your monthly um, giving allows me to simply have a salary to continue the the constant meetings of people with marriages and getting the gospel out and doing what I'm called to do. So thank you. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 1.18, that the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. God bless you all and stick around for part two coming up. Story Podcast. Tonight, uh...